Oh yeah, this is where we start. <laughs> hey, it's Pod Nerds, episode six. <laughs> this is where we start. This is where this we start. This is where we start. Okay. I'm Nathan 2.0, and with me is the Bohemian Mage, Jean. Hello, howdy ho. How are you all doing? <laughs> Why are you mocking at me? Because we had a break. We had a little bit of a break, and I fell off my groove. <laughs> we both did. Yeah, we both it, it's groove. been it's been quite a long break, but um, I think what actually matters in the end is that we're back. Yes, we're bigger, better, butter. I'm definitely bigger after Thanksgiving. Oh, and and, and here comes Christmas, man. I know. Oh, you guys had some of my turkey. It was good. By it was way. good. Yeah, it you liked good. it. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, it. Super easy to make. I'll give you the recipe sometime. Sure. Yeah. I've not done turkey yet. And I'm, I don't feel like doing it yet. It's easy. Oh, well, the thing is, I'm afraid I'm going to try it. Oh, well, okay. So we can keep this in. I don't give a fuck. You just have to brine it. Just well, brine it. You, you, you get water and salt, mm-hmm. and you have to let it soak 12 hours. Not the whole thing. You just let it sit in a pan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? And you let it soak, salt, water, rub the salt into it. Okay. And that's it. All right. You don't even have to cover it. You All can right. if you want. I did. Okay. But you don't even have to cover it. You just leave it in your fridge 12 hours. All right. And then everything's still in there. You just throw it in the oven. Okay. Yeah. Four hours for seven kilo turkey. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, that's I how you do it. I will give so, it hey, there's some, there's some cooking tips on our nerd <laughs> channel. <laughs> it, it's no longer partner. It's, it's now cooking nerd. Pot- Pot cook nerds. Pot nerds. No. Pot nerds. Pot nerds. That's actually, well. Oh, no, because no, now it sounds like we're all yeah. about marijuana. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. Which I am not. Um, <laughs> hey, me. I mean. Well, I mean, I, I don't discriminate. <laughs> we really got off topic here. So <laughs> you're supposed to ask me a question now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So, so rolling back. Yes. Quote, unquote. So how has your weeks my weeks so um obviously we prepared these episodes in advance somewhat and at the time i wrote baseball stars um because i was really playing baseball stars which is a um it's a mobile game Mm -hmm. made by uh gameville out of korea and it's like a uh an rpg and gotcha system mix uh baseball game and it, it was really interesting and I had fun for a while. Clearly, I'm part of that demographic we spoke of in our mobile <laughs> games where the retention starts to fade after yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was playing a lot of it at first, and then I haven't even touched it in a, in a couple of weeks now, actually. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, because of our first topic, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but because of the first topic, I really put down everything for a few days. Um... But, uh, yeah, so, so I was doing that, and then we got Disney Plus. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because Disney Plus finally came to Mexico, so um, we've been watching a lot of uh, Marvel, Pixar, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, binged The Mandalorian. That's, that's exactly what I have been doing. Yeah? yeah uh, tell me. Tell, how do you feel about it? You're caught up, right? Y- no, no, no. no. Uh, so far, I'm up. Um, uh, I finished last night season one. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I, I decided not to watch it off from Disney Plus because mm-hmm. I knew uh, my wife and I were actually going to, you know, to get the information and, and get Disney Plus once it arrived. And yeah. That's, that's now where we are. Mm, we 
just started season two, chapter one. So okay. it's season two, chapter nine. Yeah, it's chapter nine technically, but, but yeah. But you know, we get it. Yeah. Uh, so far, it's doing great. Uh, aside, story aside, which is, it's, it's not a bad story. It's an interesting story talking about season the Mandalorian. Two. Season two picks up way more story. Okay, that's cool. That's because cool. not to not to inter, interject here, but uh, you notice with season one how it was single instances, right? Yeah. It's like this thing yeah. happened and now they're done. This thing happened and now they're done. And then the last two episodes, he gets the band back together and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they go do the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's a callback to all the other episodes, right? Yeah. Season two, every episode happens immediately after the last. Oh. And so it's a flowing story arc. Oh, that's cool. And it follows like a more cohesive story arc. Interesting. Okay. So it's, it's a lot more interesting. There's definitely a filler episode. Uh, there is, I think it's chapter, it's the third episode of that season. Okay. It's definitely filler, but I feel like it's filler with a purpose. Unlike some of these anime, um, One Piece, <laughs> uh, or Naruto, oh where you have whole oh story arcs that are filler. They did a really good job. But right. so, so Mandalorian, you, you really like it? I'm liking it so far. Uh, one of the, the nice... Uh, touches that they, they've added to the show is that, or, or that I myself noticed, of course, mm. is that they've sticked to Star Wars. You know, you know, it, 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 we're talking about a '90s, '80s mm. movie, '70s and '80s, '70s and '80s movie, and and you know the 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 way in which they did the special effects, yeah, it had to be manually crafted in order to actually prepare it so the post it, it, there was no post or there was very little post yeah. everything was done in the scene right yeah and they they seem to have kept some of that uh, i yeah. remember the, the very first moment when mando arrives uh with the with the imperials mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to i'm gonna try to spo- to, to avoid spoilers in, in episode case. one no it's, it's i think it's episode two or three he, when, when he's about to receive the contract. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. When he arrives to the door, and this eye... Oh, that's episode one. Oh, whatever. Okay, but this eye comes out and, and, and requests for the ID. Yeah. It looks so rubbish. Well, it looks... There's a reason for that. Because that's the same droid at Jabba's palace. It's not this, it oh. may not be the exact same from the palace, okay. but it's the same type. Gotcha. Because when Luke, you know, I mean, first the droids, actually, the beginning of Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. when they go to Jabba's palace and they knock on the door, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. stick with like an eyeball pops mm-hmm. up. He's like, eat your right? Yeah, yeah. And it's speaking Hatice. Gotcha. It's speaking okay. Hatice. That's the whole thing. Okay. So, so in that episode, when I saw the, mm-hmm. the droid, pop out i was like oh my god so okay so it's cool that like for you you see it as sort of like a callback to how they made the original movies yeah but for guys like me where i've got a giant star wars tattoo it's like oh my god that's that droid from jabba's powers right so i know that's even better yeah that's yeah so it gets crazy when i watch it because like they'll mention names or places or something i'm like oh my god i know that place that's pretty cool um yeah so that's why i love it so that's cool. It's really cool that you're enjoying that. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, moving along, you know, um, uh, speaking of like hyped up stuff. So Cyberpunk 2077 comes out this week. 
In two, day, two days. In two days, fact, yeah. Since, since we're recording. And it's not, it's not one of the topics here because I'm... Obviously, I want to get the game. So once I get it, I'll write up a review and stuff. Uh, and we'll talk about it uh, mm-hmm. here on Pod Nerds. But, um, you know, I just saw on Twitter before we started recording that um, in the UK, people are uh, stealing the trucks carrying PlayStation 5 oh and Cyberpunk. God. And they're like robbing these trucks for the video games and gaming systems. Wow. Yeah, in the UK. It's like some Fast and the Furious shit. That's they're so legit. Cyberpunk. I just saw it on Twitter before we before we started recording. That's it's like so cyberpunk. Yeah, they're stealing PlayStation 5s and Cyberpunk. And I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's more power fun. to them. More power to them. You know? Yeah. It's like a five hundred dollar system. Yeah. In Mexico, it's a hundred and fifty dollars more. So it's Indeed. six something. Indeed. It's like fourteen thousand pesos. Yeah. I was like, who somebody at Sony smoking crack, but anyway. <laughs> so we have a fun episode for you guys. Indeed. <laughs> as Indeed. you can hear. And as a matter of fact, we can we can you know, considering that this episode is going to be just boys. We can just move on forward if you'd rather. Yeah. No, or if we can, we can just take a, take a small break and, and you know, cut Well, it. how about you introduce topic one so I can take a sip of my beer? Sure. Okay. So um, for this this week's first topic, we're going to be talking about a bit of a, of, 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 of a recall. It's going to be a bit of a recall for, because we've talked about this before, but not in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Yes. Which I know you've been playing. I know you've had a lot of fun. I know you've sent me like a thousand pictures (laughs) of everything you've obtained. Yeah, from the photo mode. So, indulge us. Yeah, so, um, Miles Morales, it came out PS4, PS5, uh, November 12th, and then uh, uh, 19th over in Europe. Now, this review is going to have spoilers um it's going to be one of the few that i feel like we're going to do with spoilers but it's mainly because how ridiculously short the game is so i really don't feel bad like spoiling things um but anyway um so miles morales starts uh it's a little bit over a year after the end of the first spider-man game by insomniac in 2018 I think okay. it was. Um, obviously, you're picking up as Miles Morales, which is really cool. Um, he just moves to his neck of the woods. Um, and it, it starts off immediately with him trying to adapt to the new neighborhood. Um, you know, in, his, in Harlem and his mother's running for city council. Uh, you get all of that within the first <clears throat> little segment bit. Um, where he's walking through Harlem and stuff. And then uh, it immediately throws you in to a fight. So Hmm. a bunch of raft prisoners are being transported uh, to the raft and the uh, security lockbox stuff uh, malfunction and they all escape, including the rhino. So Hmm. your first bit is fighting raft prisoner escapees and the rhino and cool. all of this just teaches you uh, uh your your moves that's gotcha. all it does okay. it's like yes this is how you dodge this is how you swing this is how you hit this is how you combo and then with rhino it introduces you to a unique ability from miles um which are called his venom abilities and 
Yeah, I know you had a little bit of a brow, yeah, brow yeah. moment there. Um, I always thought it was weird that they called his special abilities Venom because there's Venom in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not in the game. Not in the game. That's not a spoiler. But there's Venom, which is a symbiote. Yeah, yeah. Right? But that, that's what it's about? No. It's abilities? No. Oh, it's, 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 it's a, just poison. No. Well, they, they, they call it that. I think the explanation is his best friend who knows he's Spider-Man um, decides to call them Venom abilities because oh. he says, because it stings. Oh. oh so it okay. stings like poison, so therefore Venom. But I always felt that that was a little confusing because they had Venom, yeah, yeah. The, the, the villain. Indeed, right? indeed, indeed. So, so, but with Miles Morales, it's uh, this sort of bioelectricity, right? Okay. So he's got a lot of like super powerful moves and he can turn invisible, mm-hmm. uh, which the original Spider-Man cannot. Um, but, you know, uh, that first section was fine. Uh, the story itself isn't bad, right? Uh, Peter Parker has to leave New York with MJ for a business trip. So he's like, oh, yeah, you have to watch New York for me while I'm gone. <laughs> so so that's kind of. How that happens, that explains why it's the OG, yeah, yeah, the OG Spider-Man's not there because he's in a different country. Of course. Um, so uh, Miles winds up uncovering this plot uh, with Roxxon. And if you're a big Spider-Man nerd, Roxxon is an energy company uh, throughout the Spider-Man comics. I believe they mention Roxxon in some of the Netflix Marvel shows. Okay. Um, I know Daredevil mentions Roxxon. So it's an established business, right? So you uncover this dealings with Roxxon. They're developing a new power plant. The energy from the power plant is poisoning people. Um, and then they introduce the Tinkerer, um, who in the comics was, you know, a pretty cool character. Um, this time around, it's, um... And this is the spoiler part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best friend. It's one of Miles' best friends from his old school. So oh. she's the tinkerer. And the weapons that she makes and everything are um, programmable matter is what they call it. So basically she can build these devices where once they click it, a weapon appears. Oh, so it's kind of like Dragon Ball-ish, you know, the... the... Well, with the capsules? Yeah. Yeah, sort of like that. Okay. Like Capsule Corp, they just click a thing and then exactly. the weapon appears. Exactly. So um, so she's developing those to fight Roxxon. Um, so basically you have to take all of them down. Um, control-wise, the game handles fairly well. Uh, actually, it handles really well. Um, but the reason why I say fairly well is because it's really just a one button type of deal. Like you, there's really, mm. there's really no, uh, learning curve when yeah. it comes to buttons. We're, we're, we're talking about uh, mainly it's a combo game, right? Well, so. even then it's not really like when I say there's combos, it's really just square, 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 oh, square, square. So, so pretty much it's just uh, a devil may cry slash yeah. and dash. But yeah. with, with it's how many times you hit square or how long you hold the square button down mm, for, right? Okay. Um, and then when you do your venom abilities, it's uh, L1, and then either one of the single face buttons or a combination of two. Gotcha. At the same time. So, but there really isn't any 
like actual up, up, down, down, whatever, you know, this gotcha. isn't some Tekken, right? Mm-mm. So uh, control wise, it's very fluid. Uh, the Venom powers, super cool. The animations for them are really clean. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, um, uh, control-wise. Graphically, that's the that's most that I want to know. And I, and I sent you some screen caps yeah. uh, from when I was playing. Uh, graphically, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous game. And I played this on PlayStation 4, um, so I didn't even have the PS5 optimization. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, graphically, it was just beautiful. But there were some hiccups. Um, but I think that was more because of my PlayStation. It was a frame rate issue. Oh, so it really bogged down a couple of times. Um, but not enough to where I was like, ah, fuck this game or whatever. Uh, but there was a, there was a couple of play sessions where, uh, if I had been playing for a little bit longer than I should, um, there was definitely a slump in frame rate. And that was the thing that really bothered me. But I don't think that's because of the game, because this is a digital game. Of course, I didn't get the physical. Of course, of course. So I think that was more about my PlayStation because it's a stock PlayStation. Could it be the optimization that was designed Mm, from the game for that console? No, honestly, I think because it's a stock PlayStation 4. It's not a PS4 Pro. It doesn't have... it doesn't have like a SATA drive or anything. It, like gotcha. it is like the base All right. PS4. So, which is still good. Of course. But the hard drive isn't an SSD. It's an actual HDD. So, so it's a little different. Um, okay. Uh, but, um, you know, you told me uh, that the game was actually kind of sort of finished 100% in, let's say, 50 hours or so. Right, fifty? You, you were talking something like that? No, God, no. Um, you you reach hundred percent. Okay, okay. So, so let me let me rephrase that question. Yes, please. You you received hundred percent of the achievements. Yes. On PlayStation. Yes. In fifty hours. No. No. Okay. No. Um, I one hundred percented the achievements or trophies on PlayStation. Uh-huh. Um, ten hours. Oh, 15 hours, I think, is what it took to get. Yeah, about 15 hours is what it took for me to get all of the achievements. And that was two complete story playthroughs. Oh, and all the side quests about 15 hours. All right. Yeah. um, Yeah. That's yeah. The the actual my original playthrough of the game was five or six hours. Oh, my original playthrough. That's the story. And I did all the uh, side quests, my first playthrough. But to get everything in the game, you have to beat it again on New Game Plus. But you retain your level, all of your abilities, all your skills, uh, your equipment. So I ran through it skipping cutscenes and I beat the story again. It took maybe another four hours to do the story playthrough and then a couple hours extra getting the last i think it was like three achievements that i needed after that so what about so i platinumed what about collectibles are there any more than within the ones that the, from the achievements because usually you know the achievements may not reflect the actual content on the game uh, well so so the collectibles within the game are actually based around side quests 
So the game actually shows you where they're at. Oh. And it's all part of a side quest line. So mm. so it's like so when I when I beat the game the first time, I had already done all of that. I had already gotten everything. Okay. I'd done all the postcards, the sound bites, uh, everything. The okay. only thing I was missing were like uh, these loot crates. I was missing three because they're because they're uh, part of uh, an enemy base situation. Okay. And once you leave the area, you have okay. to like, yeah, you've got to okay. do it all over again. And I didn't know that. So I got them on my second playthrough. But other than that, I got all of the collectibles, but none of the collectibles are tied to any specific. Actually, no, the collectibles are tied to achievements. What isn't tied to achievements are these benchmarks, quote unquote. And the benchmarks are essentially like, yeah, defeat 50 enemies in the air or something like that. Or like use this ability X amount of times. Right. And that is more time consuming than anything else in the game. And I got all of those 100% on my second playthrough. No achievement. There's no achievement attached Mm. to it. Maybe on the PS5, I don't know. Because I heard that there's different trophies on the PS5. But um, honestly, yeah, it was was too short. Um, and, And it was a very big disappointment because, you know, uh, as clean as it is, as beautiful as it is, like the photo mode is the best I'd seen in any game so far. And, you know, the Cyberpunk 2077 aside, because they have a photo mode for that game. We just haven't seen it. Of course. In action. Anyway, um, so the Spider-Man one is super clean. You can switch out your costume in the photo mode so you don't have to like leave the photo put on a new suit do all that stuff Mm. it's literally an option in the photo mode you just scroll through and it'll change his outfit so and there's 19 costumes i believe i have all of them but i think it's 19 um so if you think this particular uh photo would look really cool with a specific costume you don't have to worry about missing the photo opportunity okay so so it's got all that but the biggest problem how short it is is a $50 game on the PlayStation 4. It's a $70 game on the PS5. What? Yeah, because PS5 uh party or uh console exclusive titles are going to be $70. So it's $70 on the PS5. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. So so you're telling me I would if I, if I owned the PS5, yeah. I would be paying $7 for a 15 hour 100% game? Yes. Yeah. That's bullcrap. I mean, again, Maybe. there's different achievements on the PS5. I don't know what they are. All right, okay. But, but story-wise, but story-wise, yeah, you're looking at a, a, a six-hour first-time playthrough with a four-hour second playthrough, and that alone should get you all the achievements. Most, uh, at the very least, I mean. At least most of them, you know. So uh, this should not have been a full price title no this should have been a 25 dollar uh uh dlc and really what they should have done was said okay we're remastering spider-man 2018 if you get the collector's edition it comes with miles morales maybe charge 70 bucks so you've got spider-man and because the og spider-man game is like a 30 hour game yeah indeed 
But then you go play Miles Morales and it's like, wait, I beat it in six hours? I mean, yeah, I mean, if we look at, for example, um, The Witcher 3, yeah. the, the, their DLC, the, the Blood on Wine, but don't even... is, is longer yeah. than this full game. Yeah, like the intro to Blood and Wine is the same length. Oh my God. Is the same length as the entire story mode. If you skip the cutscenes, okay. So, yeah. so this should not have been a full price game. It's clean, gorgeous, photo mode really good. A few minor graphical glitches outside of the frame rate that I had mentioned, but they patched all that. It's fixed. Um, what about voice act voice acting? Oh, voice acting was top notch. Okay, they did such a phenomenal job with the voice acting, the mocap. Everything is gorgeous. Okay. Everything looks great, sounds great plays great but but there's the price but you're only paying but you're only yeah. playing at most uh for one playthrough six hours maximum for a hundred percent you're looking at 15 hours yeah. is that worth 50 bucks Fuck no. no Fuck no yeah. no i haven't i've booted it up once since beating it and that was just to show somebody uh what, what, what do you bet you what it was yeah, yeah that was it that was it that but <sighs> I mean, all in all, it took me a week from launch, a week from launch. And that was just playing maybe an hour or two. Yeah, casual. Yeah. But hey, um, have they mentioned anything about, let's say, multiplayer? No, there's no there's no multiplayer. There's no any of that. Um, people assume there's going to be DLC, but there's no announcement of DLC. And I hope that DLC is going to be free. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. You know, you're going to charge me full price for a, a six-hour game, 15-hour max, and you want to charge me for a DLC? Like, if they turned around and said, oh, yeah, 25 bucks for a DLC, I'd be like, but motherfucker, this game is a DLC. Of this course. isn't even a... F like, New York, yeah, it's huge, looks great, it's beautiful, yada, yada, yada. I've said it a million times on Twitter, Facebook, and here in this podcast, but... It is not worth the full price. Indeed. If you find a used copy for 20 bucks, yes, go hey, get it. Hey, for, for, for the amount of time it actually takes to complete, mm -hmm. it would be even a, a good deal to actually buy it between five guys. One plays it, finishes, gives it to somebody it else. Yeah. 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 But that's, but again, it goes back to like, is that really a $50 game? Yeah. Yeah, that's like true. honestly, that's is it true. really a fifty dollar game? No. Like if I had to split the price with five dudes, and we all had to take turns playing it, I wouldn't even want my 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 turn again. I'm like, all right, I already beat it. Yeah, you know, by the like, I play, I beat it in one session. You know what? The disappointment reminded me of playing Fable, the original oh. Fable, for the first time. Oh, because it's it was a great game. It was beautiful, voice acting really well, the gameplay was awesome, but I beat it in eight hours. Yeah. And I went, that's it. There's nothing else to this game. In, in, and I'm going to say quote unquote, in Fable's defense, they introduced the, the AI that decided on different endings. Right. Yeah, not so, the original though. The original one was very, very basic. Did it, did it have three endings? The original? Yeah. Two. Oh, good uh, evil. Oh, that's and right. it was all yeah, and it right. was all determined on one action. Oh, are you okay. going to kill your sister or not? Okay, that's it. That's the only action that mattered in the in the entire game. So, How evil you were to the uh, NPCs had no effect on what the actual ending of the game was going to okay. be. Okay, so 
So it was like fable for me where it was like, okay, here's all these great things. It's beautiful, yada, yada, yada. But it's this short and I paid full price. I maxed out a credit card when I was 18 years old to get an Xbox and fable. And I beat it in one night. And that's how I felt about Miles Morales. I was oh so pissed. My God. I was so pissed. Anyway. Oh, right. Anyway. Anyway. Let's let's move on. I mean, it, it's a good game. Uh, before before we actually move on to topic number two, um, how, how would you rate it? Um, honestly, I don't even know what I wrote in my notes for the rating. I would I would give it either a two or a three. Oh, honestly, five out of ten. Oh. Wow. The only saving grace for this game is how clean it looks. That is the saving grace. And when I say how clean it looks, that's including the audio, the gameplay, everything. That's it. That's the saving grace here. If this were a $20, $25 game, I would have said, yeah, it's 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Because that's how good it was. Yeah. But the story being that short and it being a $50 on PS4, and seventy dollars on PS Five. Yeah, no. That's no. That that alone loses my rating. Fair enough. All so right. yeah. All right. So well, let let's move on forward for um, our next topic, which yeah. would be MMOs. MMOs. We, we've we've mentioned a couple before. I myself have yeah. mentioned it uh, for some of the, my personal experiences through weeks because mm-hmm. I've been playing, you know, RuneScape, and, and I've mentioned it before. And we also mentioned that you uh, played uh, WoW. Some people point. In Final Fantasy XIV. And fi- oh, of course. And we had a whole topic about Final Fantasy. Yes. And, okay, so, well, pretty much. You love them, we love them, and, and well, let's, let's just dive into them. Yeah, yeah. MMOs, uh, that's going to be massively multiplayer, online, role-playing game. Well, that's MMORPG. MMOs are just massively multiplayer, mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Game. Um, <laughs> quick question. Quick question. Before we actually dive into the, um, I myself, that, and that's my 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 criteria, because because as you mentioned right now, MMORPGs are the role playing game um, subdivision of MMOs. Yes. But there are many other games that yeah. do not have the MMO part of the of the genre. Or you mean the RPG? No, no, no. The MMO part. Okay. For example, um, I would call. MMO, uh, as MMO League of Legends, for example. Well, I mean, the instance is up to ten people, yeah. Which is that that's not massive, yeah. But the the way in which the amount of players that are actually playing and it's all multiplayer, yeah. I I myself would categorize it as an MMO, um, MOBA. What? Well, they're called MOBAs for a reason because it's massively online, uh, uh battle, battle arena. arena. Yeah. So, but that's that's the reason why you have the MOBA definition sure. and the MMO definition, because the difference between the MOBA and the MMO is that the MMO is going to be story with character driven. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, uh, aspects to it, and that could be a myriad of games. Like technically, Destiny, the Destiny series, that's an MMO. Indeed. Technically. Indeed. And they did not categorize it as an MMO. No, because like they, a lot of these types of games want to like try and separate themselves from being mm. called an MMO. Because like when you hear MMO or MMORPG, a lot of people think of like 
uh, you know, that dude on South Park that was playing WoW, <laughs> right? With, like, the fucking carpal tunnel yeah, yeah. Uh, cast and stuff like that. Uh, with, like, the Dorito crumbs oh, yeah. and shit. So, I like... the white shirt. Yeah, you know, just, like, greasy and yeah. disgusting. You know, so, like, there are gaming studios that want to try and avoid that label of MMO. Okay. But, honestly, Destiny is an MMO. You are playing. It is a huge uh, online game. Indeed. It's a multiplayer online game. There, it's yeah, it's a first-person shooter, and but that's why they turn around and said, "Oh, it's a looter shooter, right?" And it's like, well, I mean, World, War, like World of Warcraft is all about getting loot too, because Indeed. you want to gear yourself up. Indeed. So that's so it's like it's the same thing, but just as a first-person shooter. So it, it would be called Destiny as, as an MMO FPS. Yeah, yeah, it's Sorry. an it's Sorry. an MMO FPS at that point. Um, but, you know, uh, MMOs have been around for such a long time, longer than I had actually realized, because I thought the first MMO was RuneScape. No. It's not. No, no. I didn't know that. Wow, it's even older than, than RuneScape. No, WoW is not older. Wow, than number one, yeah. No, it's, it's not. Oh, really, it's not. Yeah, WoW, uh, number one, is not older than RuneScape. Uh, is it on par? The original, it's like uh, the original WoW is like two years older or younger. Sorry, oh, it's two years younger than RuneScape. Something like that. I have the stats here. Just look at the notes. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, but luckily, um, you're no longer watching this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't see this on YouTube. Um, but uh, 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 the original MMO, uh, it was called Multi-User Dungeon. Okay. Or Mud One is what they what they called it. The one that was launched in 1978. Yeah, 19, okay. Yeah, just like what the notes said. That, that, 19... that, you, you told me to refer to the notes, so I did. Um, yeah, launched in 1978. Believe it or not, but it wasn't an MMO in 1978. It wasn't until 1980 that it officially became an MMO. It was a text-based dungeon crawler. Okay, like. Like, that is insane. And you can still play it today. No way. Yes. You can still... That, like, the, the code is available. You can download that game right now. Huh. Mud 1. All right. I'll oh. be right back. Continue with the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, 1983, we had another MMO. It was the first commercially released MMO, and it was called Scepter of Goth. Okay. It's kind of a weird name. But it was another text-based adventure title. Uh, but these are all MMOs. Hey, I mean, all in all, all through the 1980s, yeah. a total of 10 MMOs were produced. Isn't that insane? 10 MMOs in the 1980s. I mean, right now, what we're having, like 10 per day or something like that? Well, right now? <laughs> actually, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. But we're not seeing numbers like that. All right, all right. We used to. We, we remember there was a time yeah. where it was just every week a new MMO. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But we're not seeing numbers like that anymore. All right, don't worry, don't worry. So, um, so in the '90s, that's when we start seeing MMOs go from text-based dungeon crawlers into being 3D games. It, 3D for the time, anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we're talking low polygonal yeah. shapes and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, like and 2.5D-ish. Yeah, like some Final Fantasy VII type stuff, Indeed. right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so the 90s saw us go from text-based to uh, graphical. Uh, and the first was Neverwinter Nights in 1991. Wow. That was when the first Neverwinter Nights came out. And it was also the first with fully realized graphics. There was cutscenes and all sorts of stuff. Fucking crazy. Uh, Neverwinter was only on AOL. Wow. When it, when it launched. And it ran from 91 to 97. That's a huge time, honestly. Yeah. For, for a video game back then? Yeah. An online game? Yeah. S- seven especially, solid years. Especially considering the way in which you actually had to connect to the net. Yeah. yeah and dial you, up. Yeah. And yeah. also, I, I remember when I was a child, mm-hmm. you, you would be receiving these AOL discs yeah. so you could test it out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a Yeah, that's how you got the internet was with a CD. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Same. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it went on for years. 97, Ultima Online. And that one really kicked off a lot of fantasy games for people. I remember Ultima Online. Um, and then in 99, we got EverQuest. Mm-hmm. It was the first EverQuest. And then, then, then that's when we begin the, the, the great era for them. The golden age. The golden age. Because it began in the, the, the 2000s. We had we got a lot of these releases that are still active and maintaining strong numbers. Because in 2000, we got the first Fantasy Star Online. Yeah. Which, up to date, yeah. is, is, is one of the big. big, big hit. Yeah. Um, but it, what was Fantasy Star originally released on? Uh, it was from Sega. Sega what? It was Sega Dreamcast? The fucking Dreamcast. Right? The, the, the dumbest system of all time. Indeed. And it was the first console MMO. Indeed. It was the first console MMO. And yeah, Sega Dreamcast. What a fucking waste. Anyway. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, and then we got to 2001 when we got the RuneScape, which up to date, when we talked a bit uh, yeah. of it earlier, it's going crazy. I mean, uh, you're still playing. I'm still playing. I tried. You tried. I tried. For a day. For a, for, not even for a day. couple hours. Yeah, for not like even a couple hours. hours. For one hour. It was like one like or two hours. It sounds like, like that. I mean, but the thing is, it's kind of seeing its third wind right now with Steam. Because we had first RuneScape, which now is old school RuneScape. Yeah. And you can still play old school RuneScape. Then it became RuneScape 3, where we try, where they tried to actually improve and, and add this sort of mechanics with what they call the evolution of combat, adding the abilities that you used to see on... You know the funny thing about that? Not to interject. A lot of MMOs did that after the success of WoW. Of course. After WoW had been out for that first year, all of these uh, older MMOs that came out 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003... They all looked at the model of WoW and said, well, we should do that. Of course. And so they all did these combat upgrades. The, the fun thing is that they actually did not evolve uh, into the evolution of combat, as they called, mm-hmm. up until way later in that everybody else already had. Yeah. So that's, that's the final thing. Yeah, so they were the, inter- they were the internet explorer of, of MMOs. Of MMOs, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Took them too long. And then in 2002, we get the Final Fantasy IX, 11, sorry. Yeah, 11. 11. And it's still also up and running. Yeah, it's got 11. S- it's got some of the harshest bosses out there. Yeah, there's, um, they actually, 
Um, they, it, I, I think it's the world record for a video game boss in terms of how long it takes you to fight it. Was it like two hours or something? Three? 30 some odd hours. What the fuck? 30 some odd hours to fight one boss. And uh, the reason why they dumbed it down a little bit to about 14 hours now is because there were people in Japan dying, literally dying at net cafes trying to beat this boss. I'm not even joking. I'm not, it was like what a 30 hour f- boss fight fuck. on an MMO. So you had to make sure that you had a constant internet connection, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you got DC'd, you might as well just fucking kill yourself at that point. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm obviously joking for legal purposes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was originally like a 30 hour boss fight and then they knocked it in half because like people were literally dying trying to kill this boss and it took like it took like a uh you had to have like a like a 20 or 30 party or person party like coordinated effort no so this isn't just like a single person fighting for 30 hours we're talking you know dozens upon dozens of real people having to constantly fight and so they would get uh, in the old days uh legend has it because i never stuck around the game long enough for that Legend has it that they would have shifts. People played in shifts trying to beat this boss. This is an MMO from like what what year? Two thousand two. Holy shit! I mean, I, I on I, the PlayStation Two. I I know that this sort of thing could happen. Mm-hmm. I, I I was not familiar with that fight specifically, but I know that it's something that happens with WoW, for example. Yeah, they've got raids for five hours, six hours. hours. Yeah, and and they do scale, and they are yeah. like, if you are gonna play with us. We you need, need eight hours free yeah. from this time to this time. Yeah. And we are all going to be in this together. Yeah. And then, you know, you, th- that sort of thing. Yeah, but you need like eight hours. Freaking... and But oh we're talking, we're talking a day and a half. Hours. We're talking a day and a half to fight this fucking boss. That's not. But here's, here's where I step in, though. 2003. Star Wars Galaxies. I'm not talking about Star Wars Old Republic, the MMO. I'm talking about the predecessor. This is Star Wars Galaxies. And for me, this is the single greatest MMORPG of all time. Pre-combat updates. Okay. And this is one of those games where they, they saw how successful WoW was, and they were like, ah, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? So, and they were, you know, it was like three years after WoW came out, and they were like, oh, let's change it. Anyway. Star Wars Galaxy, uh, Galaxies had uh, three expansions. Uh, the first one introduced space combat. Hmm. So individual players could go buy ships. They had pilot rankings and a whole subclass. And they could buy uh, regular fighters. They could buy whole like cruisers, yachts. It was fucking crazy. And this is the cool thing about the game. Nothing was locked to you if you got out of the game what you put into the game so um you could literally there was a politician um subclass if you wanted to build your own city you could take on the politician subclass and start buying permits Mm. to build your own town and so and then if you're a rebel or imperial you can purchase garrisons 
to patrol your town. And because if you're declared rebel or imperial and you go into a town that's the other faction, they'll start killing you. Mm. Right. The NPCs will. So it was a really fun game. Nothing is locked to you. No class is locked to you. You could do anything you wanted. Um, there was a ton of races. And in order to communicate with them, they had to teach you their language. Oh, so like if you come up to a Wookiee and start typing to them and they type back, it shows up as jumbled letters. And so they would have to teach you the language, how to how to read it and how to speak it. And oh. you had to do that for every race that you didn't automatically know. And there was like there was like seven races That's in, the, in the game. Cool. So, yeah, it was super detailed, super in depth. If you wanted to be uh, a musician and hang out in cantinas and play, you literally could do that because they buffed people. And if you wanted to be a dancer, you could be a dancer. If you wanted to be a tattoo artist. You can be a tattoo artist like the game just said, yeah, you get out what you put in. And then the combat upgrade happened. And in the old days, to be a Jedi, you had to complete what we called theme parks, which was Jabba's Palace, a lot of the various movie tie in stuff. You had to beat all. It was all the major raids. So you had to do all that. And then you had to find a holocron. You had to fight some Sith. You had to do all this stuff. And then the game turned around and said, okay, if you accept the Jedi class, you can only be uh, resurrected twice. And then it's permadeath. You would have to make a whole new character. Oh. So, but you could take on, like, the countless online players at the same time that's how powerful jedi were so if you ever came across one they just one shot you even at like a mid-level they can one shot you because that they were that powerful well the upgrade made jedi a starting profession negating all of that work negating everything and then they yeah so like any any 12 year old could just pick up the game and be like i want to be a jedi and they pick up the jedi and now you're like and now mos eisley the starting area is nothing but jedi and you're just like what happened to the game and they changed like the perspective so now it wasn't behind you directly it was over the shoulder like gears of war type deal Uh, it was really bad and that's when everybody left of course. And then the final year the servers were open was the year Old Republic came out as an MMO. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, for me, it was the greatest MMORPG of all time. So, and, and speaking of, you know, of, of great MMOs of all time. Yeah. Um, November 2004, we saw the gaming giant Blizzard release, World of Warcraft, to critical acclaim. Right? Yes. Since yep. then, we've seen eight expansions come out. As a matter of fact, they just released one a couple of weeks ago. That's, that was number eight, I think, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, some have been great. Others, really not so great. <coughs> cataclysm. Uh, oh, my cataclysm. God. Fucking Cataclysm. What's I used one? to play for Cataclysm. What's the one that introduced, like, uh, RTS strategy type stuff? Uh, where you had to, like, have a fort? There was, there was Pandaria, probably. No, that wasn't Pandaria. It was, it was either Pandaria or the one before it. No, it wasn't was... any of them before, because I quit on the one before Pandaria. And they didn't introduce that yet. It was like when you had a guild, you could do, like, RTS type yeah, stuff. Yeah, but... It, it might have been the last one. 
Oh, probably. It might have been the know. last one that came out. Maybe Entrepreneurial. But it, it, was, it yeah. was around that time. Um, you know, player counts and active players are usually points of contention, though, because they have 180,000 players a day, which is nothing to shake a stick at. At its peak, WoW was sitting at about 20 million subs. And, and, and we're talking about the time when you could not even pay for your membership yeah. with real, uh, with, with uh, in-game yeah. money. Yeah, uh, back then you had to actually play, pay some real money to pay. Oh, you can money. you can pay your membership with in now you money? can now you can. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I had no idea you could do that because back then it was like yeah, fourteen bucks a month, and that's it. Indeed, and that's that's I mean when you're when when you're you know a teenager or a young adult paying fourteen bucks a month for an that's MMO, a lot. That's you, a lot. you have to sit there and think about that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're not too sure what the active player count was in its heyday, but you know, at its highest, we were sitting at what twenty million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Twenty million people paying at the same time, yeah, paying yep. for the game. That's not just like inactive accounts. That was twenty million active accounts. Um, but then we got Guild Wars a year after that, mm-hmm. and Guild Wars was a free. MMO. Well, the game wasn't free. It was free to play. Indeed. So you could buy the game and it was like 50 bucks or 40 bucks, something like that. But you didn't have to pay a subscription. Indeed. And the original one, I couldn't really get into for Guild Wars. Did you ever try it? No, I, I only played it until two. Um, I see. I didn't play two. No, but I played the original and I was like, why... It's like, yeah, you can see why there isn't a subscription because the game doesn't really have that much, much going on. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see what else we got. That was 2005. And they uh, also, we also had the, the, the rest in peace one, Club Penguin. What, in 2005? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, we had it. Oh, yeah, 2005, Club Penguin came out. Oh, my God. Rip. <laughs> Press F. And we you know the closer we get to 2010, however, we start to see more and more of these 90s and early 2000s titles close their servers. You know, in 2008, Fantasy Star Online shuts down their last service on Xbox, their sole remaining platform for the OG title. Yeah, because it, it again it came out on the Dreamcast, and uh, they mitigated everything over to Xbox when the Dreamcast mm-hmm. went kaput. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 2008, that was the last time we, we saw Fantasy, the original. The original, of course. And then in 2009, we lost five more titles, and among them, The Matrix Online. And that was only up for a couple of years? Yeah. That, it was only that, up for a couple of years? Came up with a, with a Matrix um, hype, and then it did yeah. not hit, it was an awful game, and then yeah. as it came, it left. Yeah, I think it was like Revelations. When Revelations yep. hit, that's when they were like, ah, oh, here's Matrix Online. And it just wasn't that great of a game. I no. tried it. Yeah. When they when they went to a free to play model, uh, that's when you know the MMO is about to die. Like they're on its last leg because sometimes yeah. they they switch to free to play and they survive, but not all the time. One of one of the good things that I liked for getting back to RuneScape is yeah. that they have the both ways. Yeah. You can play free to play, yeah. but you have access to limited content. Yeah. Right. And that's all of them. That's all of them. Anytime these MMOs go to free to play, they say, okay, it's free to play. Anybody can download it. Anybody can play it no matter what. If you want to pay, 
you get extra stuff. The thing is, and, and the thing is that for RuneScape, they always had a free to play, yeah. and the comparison in content is so radical. Like, the free to play world is one out of a million of, of everything else that is a pay to play. I, it really, yeah, I mean, I would say as a generalization, that's probably true. Um, because there's some free to play games out there. Um, one of them being Star Trek Online. Um, and that came out, I have no idea when Star Trek Online came out. I don't even think I have it listed here. But um, Star Trek Online came out several years ago, and it was a subscription-based model. And then a couple of years ago, they switched over to free-to-play. Mm-hmm. Because like they had reduced the amount of servers they had up. They cut back staff. They did all this stuff. Because, yeah, they saw they were on their last leg. So they said, well, make it free-to-play. And if you want all this extra stuff, you got to pay for it. Well, they found that people were paying for it. They were willing to do all these little microtransactions, and that's how the game is still running. It's the same with um, DC Universe Online. Mm-hmm. You used to have to pay for that. Yeah. Now you don't. And it's been running for years now. Like, sure. I have it on my PlayStation, or I did have it on my PlayStation. Okay. So, um, you know, but the problem, the problem is, oh, yeah, 2010, Star Trek Online. Haha, I knew I had it in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just saw the other thing. Uh, yeah, so 2010, Star Trek Online, and Final Fantasy XIV, they were among 10 of the new IPs for MMOs that came out that year. And for the next 10 years, we see minor titles come and go. Final Fantasy XIV fixed itself to maintain players. They, you know, there's some uh, various expansions for you know the long-time running titles. Uh, EverQuest 2 saw expansions in this time frame um but from 2010 to now you know which is i've i wrote november 2020 because that's when i wrote this episode Mm. but it's december um but this fact still remains true we've only seen a hundred new mmo titles from between 2010 and 2020 but 2017 is where we saw a lot of these early 2000s titles and even some of these 2010 titles, mm-hmm. they start closing down their servers. Uh, MMO releases really slowed down. Now, would you say that that is indicative of a trend? Because we had the boom. We had the golden age, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we, had our, we had our humble beginnings in the 80s and 90s. We had the golden age in the early 2000s. We saw the greats mm-hmm. that are still running. Mm-hmm. And then 2017 is when we see the least amount to start with MMOs released in a single year. And we've been steadily keeping up with that every year, less and less. Now, before I, I, I answer that question, I, I, I want to ask... Um, in these numbers, are you considering also mobile? Because I've noticed that there's an increasing number of MMOs appearing on mobile. This is this is strictly console and PC. This is not including this is not including uh, mobile. And there's a whole statistic for mobile, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not include that in then, this. Then. Just wild guessing, I'm guessing that's why, I mean, it is a trend, yes, but the justification is because 
that um, developers are actually considering on releasing these sort of games that you know are so time consuming mm -hmm. into micro times within the mobile. Yeah, but the problem the problem we see with that though is because it's not a one-to-one -one translation of we're seeing less MMOs uh, releasing now, mm. but we make up for those same numbers with mobile MMOs because it's not okay. a clear translation of one-to-one okay. -one. because like take for instance World of Warcraft, right? Like they have however many uh like 190 some odd thousand daily players mm -hmm. you're not gonna see that on a on a mobile mmo oh, yeah you're right you're really not i mean unless unless this is a game that's clearly marketed for the largest market which is china uh for mobile games but do they have the time to be pumping the 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 hours into it you know so, so you know, i don't think i don't see this as a clear one-to-one -one translation also also what i would add is that most probably the market for the mobile gamers on on the memos mm -hmm. is probably those um who want to use their extra time yeah for side necessities for example gathering yeah or or stuff that they don't actually require the full concentration of yeah. let's say a raid so yeah. they enter into the mobile area and they do whatever grind they need to yeah. do and then they go into whenever they have the full time yeah. they go dive and do the raid for example yeah but unlike runescape where you can switch between mobile and pc oh well fuck you're right but because not all mmos do that not not all mmos offer uh mobile version and the vice versa right so so if for for most mobile MMOs, it's only mobile, true, right? True, true. So you're right, RuneScape no, you're right. is is the no, exception you're right. here. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. So because if that were the case, yeah, I would definitely understand that there's a huge slump in PC MMO releases you're or right. console releases, no, you're right. and instead opting for the RuneScape model, where it's like, yeah, you could play on your phone or you could play on your computer. We don't care. Just play. And, and because you, you do your gathering on your phone. Yeah. Because it's just mindless clicking, right? But then when you go do the dungeons, it's like, all right, let me go on my computer. Yeah. Because now I've got full range of my keyboard and mouse, right? And yeah. you have a better screen. Yeah, right. Oh, so, yeah. so it is a bit different. Um, but, you know, uh, the bulk of the titles that came out starting in 2016 to now have become the looter the looter type of MMO, which we talked about with Destiny, with Destiny mm -hmm. right? And there's been copycats and they've all failed. Destiny has nearly failed multiple times. Mm -hmm. Destiny has, and this is my problem with Destiny. Destiny has always heavily re relied on a quality of life major expansion yes. to keep the game alive. Because day one and for the first year, it is always a mess. The original Destiny blew chunks until they got that massive uh, DLC. Uh, DL it, was, it was an expansion. Yeah. Because they, release, yeah. they yeah. release quote unquote DLCs, but it's always just a couple of hours of content. True. But then they'll do this massive quality of life expansion and it's like full price, right? Um, but that's what keeps the game alive. 
And then they did it with Destiny 2 with Forsaken mm-hmm. because they had two DLCs with a few hours of content. It was like a Hive Mind and something else. Uh, I had both of those, but I didn't get Forsaken because I got burnt out. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, why am I going to spend full price on Forsaken? And it's like, I don't even know if it's going to be good. Well, it kept everybody around. And now they have a new one, which is like something light. I forgot what it's called. Oh, they, they just released they it. They just released like, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they just released another quality of life full expansion. Yeah. And they're seeing huge numbers now. So it's like, are is looter going to be the way to go now? Because because like the original looter RPG, Borderlands. Think yeah, about it. Yeah, like yeah. in terms of a first person shooter, I should say. Uh, because all MMOs are technically looters. looters you yeah. want the loot. Um, I don't get that. Anyway, <laughs> um, Borderlands was that first FPS RPG. And then somebody said, what if this was online all the time? Because with, with Borderlands, you it's optional. Play, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. optional, right? So are, is that what we're going to be seeing? Anthem? Mm-hmm. Anthem was trash. It still is trash. I kind of liked the, 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 the way in which you... Anthem? And enter into the mech-ish. Yeah. The animation is cool, but is that's, that... That's all I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Can traditional MMOs withstand the shift to MMO looters? Well, considering... And, and here, here's, my, here's my point. I think um, why MMO looters are becoming a thing, or, or more of a thing, is because... Um, people have less time. Yeah. So the thing is, if you actually find the perfect way in which you could transition MMO into a faster paced, yeah, uh, uh, but long term game. Yeah, yeah, it's got then, the longevity. Yeah, then maybe they could. Yeah, but that's where the loot comes in because it's all a grind. That's right? the thing. But but yeah, instead of doing. Like, take Destiny 2, for instance. If you compare it to some of the raids in a traditional MMO, like WoW, where you're looking at six hours, eight hours, you could do the original Destiny 2 raid. Um, uh, I, I think the, the, if you have a good team that knows what they're doing, you're looking at just a few hours, mm-hmm. right? You're looking at half the time. Uh, my first playthrough took five hours of the original Destiny 2 raid. But the better I got at it, because it's all puzzles that you memorize, right? Mm-hmm. The better you get at it, the, le- the least amount of time it's going to take, right? Of course. So um, I think the quickest amount of time you could do it is like an hour, right? So, but like the smaller instances are even shorter, Right. So something like Destiny, it's like, yeah, you may only have two hours to play. So how about you jump in, do a couple of quick stuff and then you can hop out. But something like, wow, you have to invest. You have to invest yeah. the time. Yeah. And and the skill, because it, I, I feel like it takes it's, a it's lot all the time. Yeah. It takes a lot more. You have to do if you're a DPS, you have, yeah. to, you have to do a proper Ability rotation yeah. for it to do to do. Yeah. If you're a tank, then you have to have the yeah. proper aggro and, yeah. and because because yeah. with Destiny you've got three classes and each class has three builds, mm. but they're all just variants. Indeed. <clears throat> like if you're a Titan, um, really you could you could blast through 
a, a, a whole thing with nothing but Titans. Indeed. And it doesn't matter, right? Like, class variation doesn't matter with these games. It's all about, what do you want to do? Of course. Whereas with WoW, you really have to think about, like, oh, I'm doing a 40-man raid, and we're in these subgroups, and they need, you know, they need a, a DPS heal druid, but I'm built for DPS damage right so it's like it's just really it's more intricate i feel like so Indeed. so we're all i for me personally i feel like we're always going to see traditional mmos but i do think that these sort of looters that's going to be the predominant Indeed. uh uh method of of, of an mmo i agree so. all right so so next question when does a game stop being an mmo like obviously and we mentioned it from the very beginning, that stands for Massively Multiplayer Online. There's tons of games that fear that sort of mold, as we talked in the beginning. Can we really, really count games like Destiny as an MMO? It has RPG gearing systems and leveling, but it's an FPS with arena modes too, right? Yeah, yeah, because it has all of the arena modes, it has the PvP modes, mm -hmm. because PvP only happens within a specific PvP environment uh well you have to do a sub mode mm -hmm. it's not even like yeah we're in an area where players can start shooting each other no, you no. have to go to the tower and talk to a guy and then he'll put you in matchmaking right Indeed. so it's a whole thing is it an mmo for me yes Destiny is an MMO like I've been calling it an MMO looter an MMO FPS it is an MMO for all intents and purposes. Um, is it an MMORPG? No. Let's talk, for example, Genshin. Genshin yeah. Impact. Genshin Impact. It, it's supposed to be a platformer, and you don't do matchmaking, matchmaking but if you go into uh, the special dungeons or something, you yeah. can matchmake. You can matchmake. So, I mean, you are in your single world. Yeah but you are also with others. I don't consider Genshin Impact an MMO strictly because the online, even though you always have to be connected to online, you playing with other people is optional. You do not see them running around in the world. You don't interact with them unless you choose to. It's an MMO in the same respect Borderlands okay. is an MMO, okay. right? The the online aspect of it in terms of playing with people, trading with people, stuff like that, it's all optional, all right. right? It has no actual impact <laughs> on Genshin Impact. Okay, so where do you draw the line? Yeah, that's where I draw the line. All right, yeah, It's always online, but it's not an MMO. Perfect. You know, you're not entering town and there's 50 people in town trading and doing business with each For other. For sure, okay. Right? So, perfect. Yep. Okay, so enough, enough of that. Let's just move on forward with our topic number three. This is our final topic. And final topic. Yeah, this is our top, last topic of the, of the evening. Well, it's evening for us, and it's whatever time you decide to listen to this. Um, <laughs> we are talking about streaming, TV streaming. This also includes movies, but streaming, but. visual entertainment. In a world where quarantine and social distancing is in now, world. yeah, in a world, is now commonplace, it is almost a necessity to have at least one, at least, and honestly, I would say at least two streaming services 
whether it's Netflix, if you're in the United States, Hulu. Uh, I miss Hulu. And Angie says it all the time, like, I wish we had Hulu. Hulu's great because it's all new TV I know. as it comes out. Anyway, so Hulu, Prime, and then now in Mexico, Disney Plus. We, you know, you can have your pick of the litter, right? Like, you have to have one in these trying times. All right, well, Netflix was more or less the first of these services. TV streaming has been a thing since as far back I can remember in terms of internet access is concerned. I used to watch anime through various websites in the early twi- uh, 2000s before Funimation or Crunchyroll existed. Granted, as a stream? Granted, it was technically illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but this was before, like, because Funimation and Crunchyroll existed, well, at least Funimation, Indeed. but not as a streaming service. Indeed. Yeah. Well, you know... Netflix actually uh, was originally a pitch to Blockbuster. Exactly. Believe it or not, back then, Netflix was only mailing DVDs to subscribers. And uh, they went to Blockbuster and they said, okay, buy our model, buy our business. And Blockbuster said no. For some reason, they were like... Hashtag instant regret now. Yeah, because now there's only one Blockbuster left in the the entire world. And they make their own beer. And you can rent it, the entire place, as an Airbnb. Not even joking. Wow. Yes. So, there's only one blockbuster left now because of this. Netflix found an influx of cash from Silicon Valley investors. So, they ramped up the business. Now, blockbuster has gone the way of the dodo. You know, they had to cut, (laughs) you know. Is absolutely ridiculous. So naturally, Blockbuster invested in a similar service at the time. They were like, oh, well, we'll we'll try and do like a Netflix thing that failed. And then they tried doing a Redbox thing yeah, where Blockbuster put like Redbox type machines out on the stores. But nobody cared. It was too little too late. Then movie rental spots are, are right now pretty much near extinct. Uh, yeah, they're extinct. extinct. I mean, you can rent movies online, but online, yeah. But... Rental spots. Uh, I mean, we have nearly, nearly fifty services that I could track down right now. We've got on demand like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. We've got live TV like Sling, YouTube, Philo. We've got free like Crackle, Pluto TV, Tubi. For sports, we've got ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Pass, WWE Network, and then the sort of niche streaming like anime and even DC Comics related streaming. Yeah, DC has their own streaming service. You pay a couple of bucks a month and you can watch any movie, TV show, or cartoon related to DC Comics. And let's not even talk about, for example, internet ones like Twitch. Yeah, like like you read YouTube, YouTube Red, and uh, well, that's where YouTube is on there. That's why that's why YouTube's okay. listed because of YouTube Red, um, Twitch. I so okay, Twitch is streaming, yes, but it's live streaming, and it's that's not true. and it's not programming. It's that's like true. it's like a host doing their thing. Okay, fair enough. Maybe eventually it'll become like television, fair right? Enough. But I think in these early stages. It's it's more like how YouTube used to be. Fair enough. Just more with the live thing. Fair but enough. you know, 
with so many services, wouldn't it just be easier to get a cable package now? Because again, worldwide, there are countless streaming services. One of them just ended actually, uh, Quibi. Mm. Quibi just ended. They, 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 they had like a $2 billion investment and it lasted 10 months because they specialized in short programming. So anything between five and 15 minutes. That's it. So, like, if a series came out, you could binge it in an hour, right? Yeah. So, Quibi's gone, but there's still countless other... And I'm not going to talk shit about Quibi, actually, because I've got friends that used to work at Quibi, mm. and one of my friends is also an actor that was on a show gotcha. Quibi. I, I love their programming, and I thought it was a cool idea, but with the way that streaming works now, it, it just cannot work. But we have so many services... It's almost cheaper to get a cable package now. Indeed. I could get I could get like a thousand channels plus HBO for the same price as like six streaming services. You know, like if I picked up uh, Netflix, Disney, HBO and Amazon and maybe one or two more. That's almost like a cable package right there. But, you know, in the in the early days of streaming, you know, it was a bit rocky. Netflix's catalog it was sort of meat and potatoes, you know? There wasn't really anything there. Nothing was really coming out. They didn't have original shows. Um, so they had to rely on buying distribution. But, you know, HBO has their own platform. NBC, CBS, and obviously Disney. So Hulu, they used to have a lot of TV shows from NBC and CBS. But now they're losing them because of these new services. Indeed. And I think that the biggest issue now is that so many companies are figuring they'll make more money by providing their shows, movies directly uh, to the consumer instead of licensing them out. But there's only so much pie to share, yeah. right? Friends, at least in the US, is now watchable on NBC's platform instead of Netflix. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it was the same with uh, The Office. Mm -hmm. The Office used to be on Netflix in the United States. Now it's strictly on Peacock TV. That's what it's called. Yeah. For NBC. Right. Uh, but if you already got Netflix, Hulu, and maybe Disney Plus, are you really going to add on yet another streaming service just because you want friends? Yeah. Is that the selling point? Like, exactly. I'm not going to pay for Peacock TV. Well, we can't anyway because Indeed. we're in Mexico. Indeed. But in the U.S., are you really going to pay like the I, I think it's like six bucks or eight bucks a month? You're really going to do that because you want to watch friends on repeat? Maybe it's worth it to you, but I don't see the value in that. No, we're, we're at this oversaturation now of the market. It is insane. Netflix is finding it harder to keep some of their more experimental shows around because they need to compete with someone else now. That's why we're losing. That's why we lost shows like Altered Carbon, Indeed. which is honestly, even with season two, I know a lot of people shit on season two for Altered Carbon. But it is a fantastic show. Agreed. They cut it. And it's because we have so many streaming services. They can't compete. Not to mention, they have debts to pay now. Netflix has been around long enough. They have to pay back that money, right? Um, so now their platform in the U.S. is $14 and $18. When it used to be 13 and 16 but Couple of years back, it was ten and twelve. Mm -hmm. Couple of years back, eight and ten. 
you know, they keep upping their prices. But, you know, for, for the amount of money that you're paying for a Netflix service, I would want to see these shows they keep cutting stick around. Dark Crystal's gone. They cut Dark Crystal and that after one season. And that was a really good show. So for the amount of money that we're spending on these things, A, we're, we're not getting the, the content that we want. Indeed. B, we're now in this oversaturation where I have to make a decision. I now have to look at my gigantic list of streaming services and say, well, which one do I want? And it's even worse in the United States. First world problem. First world <laughs> problem, absolutely. But, you know, when you're sitting there looking at, you know, your, your list, again, 50 plus you could get in the United States. You have to make a decision. Indeed. So, but that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, I don't have anything else to add. To no, nor I. I. I think I think it's getting too ridiculous. Um, it should honestly go back to the way it kind of was. I can justify Disney Plus. I can justify Disney Plus because a it's cheap for the so for far. The, it's one hundred and sixty a month, one hundred and sixty pesos. Let me specify. So that's like six bucks or five bucks. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Um, so it's cheap, right? And the catalog, yeah, it's not, like, the biggest, but for what you're paying, like, mm -hmm. you can sit there and justify it, and they've got more shows coming out uh, next year. True. So I can justify Disney Plus because of the price and the quality of content. Well, hey, we, we, as per you said, we are looking at Disney Plus right now as it was for Netflix, for example. Yeah. So what's it going to be? Eventually, they're going to grow, and yeah. eventually, they're going to bring on everything that they've got. Honestly, I don't see Disney Plus really raising their prices. I mean, maybe by another $2 US, but because Disney owns everything oh, on their platform, that's, that's the true. difference. Netflix doesn't own... They have to pay for the distribution, even for these, like, quote-unquote Netflix originals. A lot of those, including foreign ones, are not Netflix originals. That's true. Um, a good example of that is a cartoon called Close Enough. I think we watched it at my house. Mm -hmm. um, and it's made by the guy that made a regular show. In the United States, it's only available on HBO Max because that's who makes it. But internationally, it's a Netflix original. And so when you go on Netflix, it even says that it's a Netflix original, but it's not. Hmm. So Netflix is paying a lot of money for distribution rights. Disney does not have to do that. They own it. <laughs> that's true. So that's the benefit. I guess that's the benefit of a monopoly. Indeed. <laughs> for us. For least. us. For those of us that want to consume nonstop Pixar, Marvel, and <laughs> Star Wars, having Indeed. this monopoly is kind of... Indeed. Could you imagine if Disney didn't own all that stuff? We would have to get a Marvel streaming service, a Pixar streaming service, a yeah. Star Wars... Oh, my God. Yeah. This is too much. It's too much. Anyway, on to the news. Sony is buying the anime streaming service Crunchyroll from current owner AT&T for a reported $957 million. What that means in terms of pricing and availability is still a mystery. 
Netflix has reportedly been working on two new live-action shows. Assassin's Creed, because the movie worked out so well, and Avatar The Last Airbender, because the movie worked out so well. But the creators of The Last Airbender have apparently walked away from the project, leaving it solely on Netflix's shoulders to get it right. Pro tip, they won't. NVIDIA has developed the cloud gaming service which Epic will be utilizing to get Fortnite back on iOS, since the service allegedly works on Safari. I'm pretty sure Apple is going to love that. Baseball star Cody Bellinger will appear as an NPC in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And yes, he does wield a baseball bat wrapped in leather straps and spikes. I guess we just failed to see the correlation between baseball and Viking assassins, but this is just pretty cringy. Alright, and that is going to be it from us today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nathan 2.0. And I'm Bohemian Mesh. What's your name? Well, my name is Bohemian Mage. I hate you so much. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you. We'll see you. We'll see you sometime. Time. <laughs> we'll see you sometime in the future.